Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Breaking Bread Podcast with your hosts, Brandon and Casey. Today, or should I say this week, we are, as we're gearing into the Thanksgiving spirit, we are talking everything turkey, chicken, duck, pork, however suits your fancy. What are the actual attempts with some tips and practices that you should do? And also some tea. So if you haven't already, follow us on YouTube, the Breaking Bread Podcast, uh, to make sure you actually see the show live as we're interacting back and forth. Now Other than that, have a good one. No, I haven't. Dude, these are the best, dude. I found it deep down in my freaking knife case. Oh, wow. Open L. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, these are, these are awesome, man. These are, and I, no, I, I totally, totally forgot I had it, but they're made out of like wooden and a mm-hmm. carbon blade. Really cool. No, I right. well, I mean, do, do I it. need do I need another knife? <laughs> yeah, right. Dude. Well, this one was gifted to me <laughs> for Christmas. This one was gifted. Oh, okay, to then me. that's okay. I'm at 37 knives, Brandon. I'm trying to keep it under 40. <laughs> what? Damn. I mean, dude. you probably just has as much. You have a set of that. You have a set of house. You have a set of the at work. You have and sets have a, everywhere. And I have yeah. a set in Los Angeles. Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. There's there's a lot of sets, yeah. right? Yeah. Knives, you don't even think about it. <laughs> But it's yeah, but you know what? You know, you know what? I've gotten a lot for like for free. You know what I'm saying? I've gotten a lot for free and yeah, for yeah, a deep yeah, discount. Yeah. So um, I can't complain. Like the dude, the Miyabi set yeah. I have, I I didn't pay for one of those. You know what I'm saying? Really? Wow. Yeah, dude. Nice, nice, yeah, nice. I didn't I didn't pay for any of those. Those were just kind of like the the chef that was there before me. He um, you know he was leaving the kitchen. He's like, no, I bought those for the house knives. They were like neglected, and uh, I just typed for the I just house got them. knives. Yeah. What? They, they, I know, bro. I know. And uh, the thing is, is he didn't want them. And so I'm like, okay, because they were, they were honestly, they were a little beat up. And like, the problem yeah. is, is they sent them to a professional sharpener. And listen, oh, that's, yeah, they'll fuck it up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They grind too much metal off, right? They make yep. the edge too steep, I should say. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. with Japanese knives like that, you got to be careful, man. You don't want to grind away too much metal, man. It's like, that's the biggest mistake I see with uh, Japanese knives is, is gr- taking mm-hmm. too much metal off, you know? So anyway. Wow, Miyabi knives for house knives. In here, I'm stressing about the the four dollar knives that we get from <laughs> from like Restaurant Depot or some shit. I'm just hey, like, oh, but, I but you know it. what? You, you know what? Uh, that makes a great point. You know, uh, listen, if you're a new chef out there, if you're a young chef, if you're listen, do not do not go spending three, four, five hundred yeah, bucks yeah. on knives, please, Don't for the that. love of God. So many people make this mm. mistake. Listen. I think it is much more important to learn how to sharpen a knife first. So mm-hmm. with that, you want to go to the store. You listen, go online, go to Amazon, buy the Victoria Knox, buy the Mercer, buy the, you know, That's the it. soft steel knives. So you can, you know, if one, first of all, if somebody steals it or if you chip it or you break it, you're not going to be so sad because it's 40 to 60 bucks. Yeah. Also, you need to teach yourself how to sharpen. Now, whatever way you want to sharpen your knife is up to you. Japanese, oil mm-hmm. stone, doesn't matter electric sharpener i don't like the electric sharpener though i i, I, bought I don't one. i bought one and i used it and i tried it and i'm like yeah i don't like this and the reason why i don't like electric sharpeners is because it it, it make you can't control the bev- you can't control the angle yeah it's it's you know literally just fixated on that one it's like a it's like a yeah. diamond steel it's like a diamond diamond hone honing thing like i, I don't mm. i don't know if i it doesn't really sharpen i think it just brings back the edge to a a, a, mm-hmm. a bigger degree but anyway, that's my uh, tangent. So yeah, if you're no, new, but I—it's funny you say that. I have one at the house. What the electric sharpener? I use it. 
Yeah. yeah, yeah. I use it for the ten dollar little Mercer knives. Like, but that's but that's for, okay. For I think work. I think I yeah. think for the restaurant style knives, like, if, okay, here's a, here's a good here's a good example. I didn't buy that for me. I didn't buy the electric sharpener for me. I bought it for my co-pilot mm-hmm. who doesn't know how to sharpen knives. He doesn't really sharpen knives, you know. Yeah. And uh, I have a Japanese whetstone because that's what I use. That's what I'm comfortable with. But that doesn't mean yeah. I'm going to make him sharpen with a wet whetstone. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? So I, I just needed to fix the solution, and the solution was like, okay, how are these knives going to get sharpened? And, um, I just bought a, I just electric got the sharpener. electric sharpener and I used yeah. it. I used it on my, uh, my Mac knife. Um, that's like my, my, my lobster knife, you know, we call in the restaurant, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, we all got that beater knife. Um, but, that uh, beater knife. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't like it. The, the, you can, you can't polish it. You know, I like polishing my edge, like really deep. Like I like mm-hmm. polishing, I like polishing for like a good three to five minutes of just pol- getting wow. that razor sharp edge. Yeah. You know? That was the same. Yeah. Do you strop too? I yeah. strop. Also. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I barely hone anymore. I barely hone. I use a strop and a polishing stone. And, yeah. the, and I'm not saying don't hone. I'm just saying, um, you know, for me, it's just way more consistent, right? Because if I'm, if yeah. I'm like, if I, I think what I see a lot of people make the mistake is, is instead of sharpening their knife, they go to the honing steel and they just try to whack it on there, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and, no, and this is a comp- look. I'll, I do the same thing. I used to do the same thing. So what? So what I did as a chef is I removed that from the situation, right? So I would say, hey, don't use a don't mm-hmm. use a honing steel. Use only use a whetstone to keep your knife sharp, right? Like you want to. Yeah. That's what you want to aspire to. Now, if you are like this happened to me the other day. Like if I'm butchering, you know, twenty five pounds of you know salmon, right? Like I gotta I gotta go yeah. through and skin and fillet and skin fillet, cut through bones. Then yeah, maybe mid maybe mid session I'm gonna hone the knife real quick. Just yeah. to bring back that edge because I've been chomping on it, but uh, for the most part, mm-hmm. I try to stay away from the honing steel. I used the uh, strop and the uh, polishing stone. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Hey, yeah. so um, I figure on our on our twelfth episode, right, uh, going into the Thanksgiving for everyone's listening right now. Um, let's talk about some turkeys or whatever have you. Let's um, do it. Personally, in my house, I I cook duck. Okay. Brandon, for all occasions. So duck on Thanksgiving, duck on Christmas, duck on my birthday, and a ramen, pretty much. Yeah. it's It all revolves around duck. That's my favorite kind of meat. Um, however, I, there's, I, so I, I, I stitched and duetted a few videos that kind of went pretty well. And a lot of people have kind of some, um, some reservances on it, especially with the cook temperature of poultry. And I, I kind of want to get this out of the way real quick because I know you and I eat. We'll eat it literally at the at the one forty range. But would you would you care to explain uh, like what is the actual temp? I think that's the what for, people want to get into. What's the actual temp for chicken or turkey um, to get like the most moist consistency, etc.? And then I'll, I'll tell you like my two cents on it because I I believe that it doesn't matter what cook you make it. If you don't let it rest, you, you already lost the battle. That's that's my yeah. take on it. Yes, and I know you're the same, but yes. go for it. So so I'm you know Casey. I'm glad you brought this up, and I will say on air that, bro, I eat my chicken. Uh, if it's a really good bird, you know, like a good example is those heritage birds from D'Artagnan. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'll eat that rose pink rose, meaning like yeah, 100, 140, 145. I let it yep. rest. Let it rest as long as possible, and then retherm because that's the best that you'll get. You'll 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 yield the best texture uh a good example is my uh and i'll just use this this is a good reference when i meal prep and i do sous vide chicken breasts i cook it all at 145 okay yeah yeah yeah. 145 and then 
my wife knows who she eats. She's team dry chicken. Okay. She is <laughs> team not dry chicken. Bro, listen, she is not. No way, dude. She tempts it at 170, 175. Temps. <laughs> yeah, bro. Wow. But for me, good I example, I'll slice it right out of the bag and eat it. I'll slice it right out of the bag and eat it. I don't mind yeah. that hue of pink. I don't mind it undercooked because I know that I cooked it properly. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and here's the thing. Um, usually what I do is after that, um, I'll adjust the temperature to meet you know her demand, which is like 149. I'll, I'll adjust the temperature. She knows to cook it more. But in all honesty, I will cook myself the bird. I'll eat it just like we all like it, all chefs. But here's the yeah. thing. It gets tricky when you're serving it for somebody else, right? Yeah, because like a customer. Yeah, That's exactly, right. exactly. exactly. So, so here's the thing. If I were in the restaurant, if I were in the restaurant, if I were cooking a private dinner, I'm cooking the chicken thoroughly. And uh, yeah. meaning, meaning I'm going to cook it. It's not something I ask for a temperature. I cook it all the way through. I cook it well done. And yeah. uh, yes, I do sacrifice the texture. I do sacrifice the juiciness. I do the best I can to try to put up a perfect product. But here's the thing. You have no say in how other people want their meat cooked, right? So I think that's exactly. really important. So as chefs, a good example is Casey. Like right now, if you're in a restaurant, you're the chef in the restaurant, the cook puts up a um, the cook puts up a pink chicken, not pink chicken, sorry, a chicken. It's, yeah, purple, yeah. it's purposely cooked to you, but you see pink around that airline bone right? Mm-hmm. You're going to immediately look at that and say, okay, hey, that needs to go back in the oven or, okay, I'm really busy. There might be a chance this gets sent back. You know mm-hmm. that it's either one or the other. So um, I think it's okay to eat chicken, whatever temperature makes you feel good. For me, that's 140, 145. I'm like a medium-ish rosé yes. pink is what I'm looking for. Um, but if it were for my wife, I'm cooking it extra dry because I know her preference. Like she, like dog, I'm talking crumbly. My wife too. I'm talking crumbly. Yeah, stuff. my wife too. Crumbly. Okay. Like my you can pick too. up the chicken breast and squeeze it and it crumbles. <laughs> Which listen, it's fine. <laughs> and, um, and, and I had this, I had this conversation with somebody who posted on TikTok. He posted the, the, um, the, he posted a chicken breast. He, he cooked it to 140, took it out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, proceeded to let it rest, and then ch- then cut it, put it back mm. into the stir fry. Dude, it's perfect. Like that is perfect. ideal. Perfect. I was like, hey, listen, that is one hundred percent the way I would do it. But I wouldn't go telling other people to cook their chicken one hundred forty degrees. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And even mm-hmm. though it's like you just you just have to be willing to fight back. You have to be willing to like. And honestly, <laughs> it's not something that I really want to argue about. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to spend my time mm. going back and forth with people on the internet about cooking chicken. And, uh, and it's funny because my most recent experience with this, which was great, this is a real life experience at Saison. Okay. I came up uh-huh. with this chicken dish. And for Chef Joshua Skeens, okay, I cooked that chicken pink, bro, just like I would eat it. Bone still yeah, yeah, bloody. Yeah. Okay. Bone was still nice. like, seriously, perfect. seriously, it was, it was pink. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this is perfect. This is how we need to serve it. This is, and I'm like, I'm like, Hey chef, I'm with you, but we, we cannot serve chicken like that in the restaurant. He's <laughs> like, we can't. Yeah. He's like, it will get returned. I was like, it will, it will come back. And then the, the culinary director agreed with me. And, and, uh, at the end of the day, it was his decision. He's like, no, we're going to serve it like this. This is how it should be served. And I said, okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> okay. bro. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Here we go. Da- dog. First, every single one came back. Every single one. Yeah. Every single yeah. one came back. I said, hey, you know, it, it, he's like, well, it's not cooked perfectly. It's not cooked perfectly. I'm like, I'm like, chef, I hear you, 
allow me to do this dog put it back in the oven yeah you know what i'm saying i pulled it it's cooked it's crispy it's fine dude went it out and so what mm-hmm. they th- people think it's delicious right when they have the chicken yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and it is what it is like if you get so if you get a um if you get a piece of fried chicken if you get a piece of fried chicken right you go to kfc and you get a piece of fried chicken and it's pink in the middle mm-hmm. dog you're gonna freak out Right. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because you don't know where this chicken came from. You don't know how it was processed. And yeah, like, here's yeah, yeah, the yeah. thing, man. Exactly. So it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like a double edged sword when talking about this, but I'm curious to see what you think about it, Casey. No, no. So, uh, I, I was going to chime in on the, the, the team dry chicken. Whenever I bring chicken home, especially like chicken breast, my wife will fucking fillet it in half yep. and then pan fry it more. Yep. And then she's like, mm, microwave. I'm like, babe, are yeah. you fucking serious? Dude. Just, dead just yeah. dead to all deads i'm just like you know yeah, what because it because, is what it is because i, I think it. i think that truly and listen my wife does the same thing dude she does the same thing not like ain't even no question when it comes to my kids when it comes to my kids she pulls out all anything that has to do with pink she she'll cut the shit and she'll cut it in half she'll put it but dog the microwave is just you know and then after that she'll chop it up man you know what i'm saying like and and here's the thing it's like okay do i want to sit here and fight with my wifey no man let her do her thing the first time we met, the first time we met, I made uh, uh, this uh, sous vide pork loin with smoked guacamole. Delicious, delicious, Ooh, bro. I'm gonna get into pork loin too. I'm gonna 140, get into pork loin too. 140. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was nice and pink. She looks at me and she's like, "I know we just met, but she's like, do you mind if I put this in the saute pan? In a saute pan? Can I cook this more?" Mm-hmm. And I started laughing. I'm like, "What? It's perfect!" Like I'm thinking in my head, like, <laughs> "Dude, she's gonna love." It. I just got this sous vide machine. Like she's gonna love yeah, this pork. Yeah, yeah. But in her mind, pork, pink pork is death. Okay. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, like when I eat bacon, when I eat bacon, like I love extra crispy bacon, but there's also something about that medium to, to midwell chewy bacon that comes out of the, comes right out of the saute pan. Right. With that little piece of gristle Mm -hmm. on it. But man, for my wifey, nah, bro. Nah, nah. Son, if she, if there was a deep fryer, (laughs) she would deep fry that bitch until it was, you know, crumbly. So dead. I yeah. know. That's why I don't want it. So here's the other one where I don't want to get a deep fryer because I know my wife is like, nope, not done yet. All yeah. the way down. Yeah. And I'm like, really? That's a little excessive. A little excessive. It, it I is. get it. <laughs> so so for my experience in the restaurant, um, we we actually just recently uh, retired the airline chicken special. Um, maybe I want to say like a few weeks back. And we were cooking chicken 155. And I was telling you, I was like, hey, man. Um, I, look, look, listen, I, I prefer this literally at 135, 140. I'm completely fine. I know you're not crazy about it. But like when we open, we were both opening together. I'm like, you can still see pink I'm telling you. And we have old people outside. Yeah. Um, They're going to freak out. Yeah. It, it's going to get sent back. Like, how, wh- why don't we just cook it all the way to 160? Yep. Let it rest yes. at 160 and then proceed. Like no matter what it is, it's literally going to hit 165. Yeah. It's fine. You're cool. He's like, well, let's try it first. Bro, I'm telling you, uh, that service Friday, it's like 80 people, 47 of them came back. Yeah. At literally every dish yeah. came back. And I'm just like, see? I mean, I didn't want to say I told you so, yeah. but so, you what's, know what's another funny? four minutes in the so, oven? So, you know what? This brings up a great point, Casey. And uh, we did. I did the same exact test. And uh, this was mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. And I remember um, I was cooking. My sous chef wanted to cook the chicken breast sous vide for the salads. And I'm like, hey, that's a great idea. Fucking perfect. Right? Well, guess what? I, I set the circulator to 165, just 165. We're good. 
Once the internal temp comes to 165, we're good. Finish it in a saute pan. So he wanted to cook it to one mid rare, mid 135. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm yeah, like, okay, it. but that de- defeats the purpose of pre cooking it for a busy service. Yeah. And I'm like, cause then you have to double cook it. And he's like, well, no, nah, chef, come on. It has to be perfect. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, listen, you're going to die on this hill. You are going to die on this hill. Not <laughs> you're going to die. I'm like, you're not dying. me. You're going to die. You're going to, you're going to be on expo. I want you to see, because this is very important for your career. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm like, listen, nice. you, out of a hundred people, this is what I told him out of a hundred people, you might have two or three complain about dry chicken. Right. And if you know what I'm saying? Out of a hundred people, you will have 60 to 70% complained about undercooked chicken. And uh, I was like, so that is your percentage. You do it. You do them. You do it, man. You have to let people fail. Listen, dog. First one came back. <laughs> first one came back not yeah, even minutes happens. dog we didn't i didn't even dog i didn't even step on the line yet son first one came back <laughs> because when you're when you're thinking yeah. of a salad think about this when you're thinking of like a chopped salad or a uh, a cold preparation and you have hot chicken mm-hmm. dog i'm sorry but you cannot serve it pink and trust me yeah. i have eaten it i've eaten it dude i had the other day i had um i smoked a turkey breast and throughout, mm. I, 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 it was for me. I was, I pulled it at 140 degrees. Got it. it I will show Perfect. you. It is, it is fucking pink. Perfect. It's pink. It's beautiful. And I shaved it cold. And I'm like eating, and I'm like, dude, this is amazing. I can't believe people don't yeah, eat turkey yeah. like this. <laughs> and, uh, but let me tell you something. I served the same thing for lunch, and I cooked it. I cooked it longer. I cooked it more for somebody else. You know, because I'm like, I don't want to take the risk. They're not going to complain about the turkey being dry. They will complain about it not being cooked. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I think that's what it is. I'm the gonna mindset. A, we're going to take a field trip. Real yeah, quick. yeah, go for it. No, we, we, okay, we can still say that's live. Field trip. I just gotta, so, you know, we really cook. So, Brandon really is actually cooking here. right now. Yeah. He's, he's literally cooking as we're doing this podcast. Um, so, how, how do you feel about turkey then? No, I know you said 145. Oh, look at this. At the this. restaurant, I cook it to 150. Hey. Oh, you got wood and everything. Oh, you're. Uh, I think you, you click mute for a second. I can't hear you. <laughs> there you go. Uh, We're good. Pellet pellet smokers versus offset smokers. Pellet smoker. Pellet smoker versus off it, offset smoker. I can't believe like people get so bent out of shape when people want to use a uh, uh, a pellet smoker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I would argue. So you see, I got my my wood chunks here. Yeah, I see and your then, chunks. And then uh, I so basically, but I think what's really important is you have to make sure the logs are lit. When mm-hmm. you, uh, hold on, I'm gonna put you down for a second. You good, you good, you good. But, um, yeah, that's that's looking good, bro. Okay, yeah, got the nice airflow, it's looking nice in there. But I think I um, prefer, I prefer that actually. On uh, besides the other one, um, I don't know, I, I guess it just depends what you want to do with it, you know. But, yeah. like, I guess for general purpose use, like, just the just the thing underneath it would would suffice you just fine, but if you're smoking and for longer terms, I think the offset would be even better for your for your uses. But yeah, man. So I was gonna say, uh, turkeys. What do you do? Where where do you cook your turkey to? Oh, just turkey say for sure. One thirty five, one forty, and then what I do is I let it rest, and then before I serve, I reheat. Right. So okay. Mm-hmm. So so here's the thing. So here's a here's a good here's a good. Um, Here's a good um, comparison. If you if you overcook turkey, you're done, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, you can't go back. Can't go back. 
But here's the thing. If you cook it perfectly, you could have a delicious product. So highly recommend brining. And what I do is I roast it or cook it. However, you, like on the smoker, I have it at 250 right now, mm-hmm. uh, 250, 300. And I'm not going to check the internal temp. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hot hold it inside my oven at like 170 degrees uh, and let it get, slowly rest, slow, like almost cook sous vide in the oven, covered up in butcher paper. And I'm going to let it cook all the way until it reaches 155, right? Like just slowly mm-hmm. though, like that's the thing. That's the key to success, mm-hmm. especially when there's bones in it. So I have it spatchcocked right now. And um, say spatchcocked up. Yeah. And, um, you know, the thing is, is I just like it spatchcocked because you can, you, you pretty much get a really even cook. The only thing is, is the breast will cook before the legs. So I always yes. take, I always take the legs off first, finish them. You know what I'm saying? And then the breast mm-hmm. remove, take out, you're all good. But, um, you know, that's why it never made sense to me to cook the turkey whole, right? Yeah. It never I, I made, did it in pieces. It never made sense to me. And it never made sense to stuff the turkey at all. Like, I don't stuff either. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't waste the time. You want hot air circulating in that cavity. You know what I'm saying? Same yeah. thing with pecking duck. I'll, look, I'm, I'm, a pe- I'm, I'm going for it. No so the di- pecking duck, yeah, yeah. No disrespect. You need air into, into the inside. Cannot yeah. be closed. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. I, Otherwise, listen, it's not going to reach. No. Well, here's the thing. The thing is, is I've cooked mucho pecking duck a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, mm-hmm. a lot. Like we're talking at least over, you know, seventy to a hundred birds. And over time, what I realize is stuffing the inside is a waste of time. One, one, I used to stuff it with orange scallions, ginger, onion. But guess what? When you want a really dry outside, the skin, you want the skin to be dry as possible. So you need to let it hang dry for at least two to three days. And when you have vegetables and all that stuff inside, it starts to ferment, especially garlic and onion. It'll start to ferment. And um, then it says, okay, we'll add more salt. No, like you don't want to do that because Uh here's the thing, the way I do it now. And that's another thing I want to talk about picking duck. Like, uh, would you eat it pink or would you you eat it uh, thoroughly cooked? Uh, Pink, rare, please. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it's funny. I got a, I got a great story about this. Um, So, so basically with the picking duck, um, what I realized is don't sew it up. You take a little bit of hoisin and you take a little bit of salt and I'm actually extra. What I do is I weigh out the bird and then 2.5% of that weight I use oh, in salt. Of course you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, use yeah. in salt on the inside of the cavity. That way, you know, it will never, it will never be over salted and it'll be perfect mm-hmm. every single time. Anyway, hoisin salt and then rub the inside of the cavity, then open the legs up, right? Mm-hmm. So airflow can get in there. And um, anyway, so I was cooking uh, Peking duck at, at uh, Saison. And it was so funny because uh, I cooked this bird. I cooked this bird uh, like rosé, rosé pink in the, mm-hmm. in the wood fire. In Perfect. wood fire. And okay. let me tell you something. It was so delicious, Casey. <sighs> Amazing. And because, you know, we, we, you can eat duck mid-rare. You can eat, actually, matter of fact, I, I, I would argue that duck, like medium rare to medium is the best way to eat it, right? Unless mm. it's like comfy duck legs, right? And yeah. I cannot eat a piece of well-done duck, uh, you know, like no. straight up anymore. Mm-hmm. Because once you've had it cooked like a perfect rosé, but not where it tastes irony, like bloody, but it's like perfectly cooked. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's amazing. But it's funny because I, I, I go even less. I like rare. 
I like I I, I like that texture guy. You, you, like, yeah, I, I really like do. Like a bear, like a bear. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I'm like, ah, oh, I feel yeah. so good. That's funny. It's just a texture thing, yeah. more than anything. But definitely mid rare. So then, so then you should you should do my duck prosciutto. I make a duck prosciutto. That's uh, that's oh, do you do so, prosciutto? So good, bro. So I'm good. about. To, I mean, right now I have um, I just bought a not a turkey, but I just bought a duck. It's frozen. Oh, it's okay. Defrosting now. Yeah. Twenty four dollars from the Asian market. Okay. And then I'm gonna dry that out told next week. Yeah. You, I already made space in my unfortunately I, I'm gonna be honest, I'm telling myself here, but I usually buy the duck breast to make the prosciutto, and here's why. Because you can get mm. a ten to twelve ounce duck breast. Um, you know what I mean? And you wanna get the jumbo one because when it shrinks, when you make the prosciutto, it shrinks like crazy and you won't get a big slice. So like if you were to take the bird, you were to take the breast from that carcass, it'd probably be around four to six ounces and you would end up yeah. with the three ounce freaking. It'll <laughs> <laughs> be just like yeah, a little yeah. foie gras please. <laughs> yeah, but it's really easy to make, man. I, I'm surprised at how easy it is to make. And um, I actually love it. I love it. Duck prosciutto. Do you do question for your, um, when you're drying the skin, do you do the, um, the, the, the red vinegar, the hot yeah. red vinegar? And oh oil? yeah. Yes. Okay. No, I do. Um, so basically I do a dip. I call it the duck dip and it's basically, uh, water, sugar, uh, vinegar. Um, you know what I'm saying? Some aromatics. And then you do this like for two rounds and you just tighten up the mm. skin and uh, then you let it air dry, like above the range with fan air circulation for at least an hour, hour and a half. Then you put it in the fridge for, uh, you know, for like a day or two, you really want that skin to mm. be dry, 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 dry. Yeah. And you can't do it fast. What I realized is you can't like put it on the fan. So, uh, like, cause the duck skin is so thick. If you put it on, like, if you put a fan on it, um, you know, like I've done, try to bum rush it before. The problem is the outside gets too dry. And then below the skin, like below it's where still the, kinda, the other yeah. side is still like moist. So the best way I figured out to do it is to literally put it in the fridge and then two to three days, um, with proper circulation and you get a nice dry bird mm. that is easy for roasting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's gonna be um I'm I'm excited for the duck. But anyway, so turkey, um, we pull it at one forty two at the restaurant specifically. Yeah. Let it let it rest on top and then we tent it. That will come up to whatever it is. It'll take like, I don't know, twenty minutes to rest. We slice, out it goes. Literally just like that. Yeah. Nice and easy. It will forever be moist. I'm yes. telling you right now. I don't think um so the the video that I stitched, they there were the um, the creator was mentioning about the little pop up thing inside yeah. a turkey when you buy yeah. it yeah. You know, he was like throw it out you don't want to yeah it will I'm, go to like 180 or whatever yeah i agree but he yeah. goes you have to cook it at 165 i'm like i don't think so yeah. that's where i disagree so you know what's funny you know what's funny i when i worked at hotel Belair, we actually <clears throat> I, I would get the the turkeys uh two weeks in advance and i would butcher i would butcher them down and then what i would do is i'd take the breast and honestly i would cook them sous vide 145 degrees uh but of course pull it pull it at 140 and then um for service, you leave it in the bag and then literally you take it out of the bag and then roast at, uh, uh, 420. Oh, salamander. Yep. No, no, no. Uh, in the combi high fan. Oh, in the combi high fan. Oh, high moisture. The course, breast, combi. just the breast at, uh, at 420 for like, it was like, it took nine minutes to reach to an internal temperature of like 150, And we would serve it like that. Mm. We would serve it like that. Perfect. And, and it was perfect every single time. Perfect. Every single time. And yeah, uh, well, you also have a combi oven. Yeah, for, the combi oven is a listening. game changer. Because you can put the thermal. A combi therm oven is a dude. I tell <laughs> people now, if you're if you're gonna open a, if you're gonna open a freaking restaurant or a property, 
You like if you don't get combi ovens, you're wasting time. You need to have a combi yeah. oven. Yeah. You need to invest in it. It really is. It makes a difference. Um the first time I worked with it was uh I was in his catering hall and we were they just put the the pieces of the meat in there, like the, the briskets, literally everything. Everything had a temp. And I'm like, what is going on? They're like, yeah, it has a probe. It's fine. Everything is programmed. And that blew my brain. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, we're going to leave this overnight. It'll do its thing. Next morning. Perfect. And then literally all the all the stuff was just like perfect temp uh, as it should be. Um, the, the oven shut off when it needed to because everything is electronic. And then it, I was just like, what is going on? I don't understand this process and combi oven. So I'm like, well, now we have to clean it. They're like, nah, bro. Here, check this out. And then the little tablet pills, like the yeah. little uh, soap things. I'm just like, wow. How much did this cost? They were like twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> it's expensive. It's a pricey thing. But it's worth it, man. It's worth it. Definitely so worth I, it. Where I currently work, I was like, yo, we need to have these, and I was like, mm-hmm. dude. Doug, we got him. Like, it was crazy, man. Yeah. Like yeah. But it's worth it, though, man. I got to be honest. It's worth it. The only thing that's not worth it is the smoker attachment. I just paid 1200 bucks to put a smoker attachment on this thing. Smoker attachment. Big, yeah. I, and I fucking hate the wood chips, dude. I hate wood chips. Smoking with wood chips is like the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> anyway. I turkey. Hey, so anyway, so that's how I'm I doing do my turkey. Have, I have a few videos. Real quick. Let me pull it up here. Um, and then I think you, I think you really, um, I think you really appreciate this. Give me one sec. Wait, 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 wait. So this is, this is coming from two professionals. We know what's up, but people don't understand this. So this is Ramsey's restaurant again. So real quick, let's play this. Hold on. I don't want to blast your eardrums off. Charging three and a half dollars for that. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't pay it. I told her. Hold on a minute. I didn't come up with the prices. Charging twenty. Now, essentially, that's well, four pieces or three pieces of U10 scallops. It looks like it, yeah. right? Twenty-five bucks. Yeah. I'm assuming it's like a maybe an appetizer, if that. I mean, that's I'd pay for that. That's twenty-five. Yeah. That's, that's that's pretty that's, decent. That's, that's reasonable. Listen, those those scallops. I'm sure their cost is probably three to four dollars a piece. Yeah. 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 Like especially if they're really but, good, high quality scallops. Flown in from mm-hmm. look. I'm gonna be honest. You know, Maine has the best scallops, dude. Uh, Maine, Maine up has there. the best scallops. Maine, Massachusetts, yep, yep, Boston. Yep. I was getting them. I was getting them like heart. Like they were so delicious. But here's the thing: you can also get IQF frozen diver scallops, and they're filled with water, and they yeah. wouldn't taste as good. I didn't see any liquid on that plate, so I'm assuming those are fresh scallops. Which, um, mm-hmm. in all honesty, I think that's a good deal. I think um, you know, 25 bucks is nothing. I used to charge 38 for four scallops. Yeah. But the uh, most of the comments are like, "Oh my god, it's just, it's so expensive. Um, large scallops should only cost, etc." And then, but what people are, is not understanding is this is a restaurant. You have to pay for the restaurant. It's not just yes. the scallops. O- obviously, you can buy fucking scallops uh, cheaper if you just go to yeah. the store, sure. Can I, but you're not paying for the fucking dish. You're paying you know, for the you know, experience. You know why? You know why? It's totally our fault, man. As America, we have literally. People associate with Cheesecake Factory, McDonald's, Wendy's, um, Taco Bell, where I really wish they could see where this food came from. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because listen, I'm not going to lie. And I use this example all the time. When we had the Cloud Kitchen, my brother and I at, at, uh, in Philly, he looked at the invoice for Burger King, right? And he looked at the cost of goods, right? And for their bun pan, which is a speed rack, of hot dog mm. buns. We're talking $4. Do you know what I'm saying? $4 yeah. for 
probably 98 dozen buns. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, that's is it crazy. Is where, where like I used to make homemade brioche buns and people miss that connection. So it's like, you want the less than four, four cents bun, or do you want the homemade brioche bun that actually has butter yeah. and cream and, and, and sugar and fat and it's homemade. Mm. And it's like, people don't understand that they see a burger bun and they automatically associate cheap. Right. But I can go yeah. to you and say, Hey, let me make these milk buns for you. Right. Mm. I'm going to make these, I'm going to make these Japanese milk buns for you. And you'd be like, yeah, fuck Amazing. yeah. I'd pay, I'd pay 12 bucks for a dozen. Right. Yeah, or I pay 12, but no problem. See, Everybody is used to seeing the little freaking uh, ballpark hamburger buns on the Safeway shelf for like, you know, two ninety nine. <laughs> Safeway shelf. Dog, my, my G, that's I just guess, the way yeah. it is. So, so as a chef, you, you look at that plate of scallops and you're like, okay, what am I looking for? If I'm going to pay 25 bucks, I'm looking for the scallop to be fresh. I'm looking for the scallop to be cooked perfectly. I'm looking for something to not overpower the sauce. Yes, the scallop is cut in half, but honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong yeah, with that. Nicely seared too. Yeah. Chives, it's a, that's a, that's apples. a nice dish. I think, I think he nice should have, if they would have plated that a little bit differently and added more of a vegetable, right? That salad, mm. like that salad, that salad, if it were a little, like if they used a rectangle plate, they lined the scallops yeah. up like sushi style and then put mm. the salad on the other side, maybe add a sauce, the ramekin. You know what I'm saying? Instead of drizzling on the plate, maybe the so- maybe the ramekin on the side show more value. Um, you know, something crispy, then I think it would have been okay. But in all honesty, I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at this at all. And I think what yeah. people have to realize like- is we're, we are going to pay more for food. And it's only now that people are starting to question where their food comes from. You know, a lot of people don't yeah. give a fuck. A lot of people don't care, man. I mean, you, you can go to the <laughs> McDonald's drive-thru right now and feed a family of fucking six for 20 bucks. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Easy. And, Easy. uh, you know, and like, I'm not going to lie. I, McDonald's gets me every time we, we go to, uh, cause my kids love the happy meal. You know what I mean? But guess what? They barely eat the food inside. Barely. You know what I'm saying? They eat the fucking bun. They'll eat the bun and they'll eat the French fries. They'll eat the chicken nuggies. But like, you know, they're, <laughs> we're not, we're not going there to eat as a family. You know what I'm saying? Because we know, yeah, we know yeah, the yeah, difference. Yeah, yeah. but I'll be honest, man, they get you with the happy meal, bro. The kids, man, they, oh, I, I wish, they, I know it. I wish they would just Marketing. sell the damn toy. Just sell me the toy. <laughs> I don't care about anything else. Marketing. Just sell me the toy. They're so good at it. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Hold on. I got another one here, Brandon. Uh, I'm team this, by the way, just to let okay. you know. So I'm about to pull up a pie video. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm about to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be team. No, just to piss you off. <laughs> Look at this. Goddamn shit. Don't be looking stupid like a deer caught in the headlights. Look, look, look. Okay. Okay. Oh, I, my God. I know, I know you're crazy. I actually eat my pie like this. No. That, I do this look, all the listen, time. You know, like we're in the center first. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? My I'm not mad like, at Can that. you stop? I'm not. I'm not mad about it though. If we were in a restaurant, if we were in a restaurant and I'm serving this for service, and somebody oh, we'd be ate pissed. Out, I'd we'd fucking be pissed. lose my mind. But in all honesty, like <laughs> Casey, you know what people what people do in their own house is what they gonna do. It's, it's their and, own. I know. And honestly, honestly, yeah. that's pretty. And I know it's like I probably would have yelled at my wife too if I saw that. But I think it's totally <laughs> fine, dude. I don't eat my pie from the oh, center. Either. I don't eat. I don't eat my pie from the center. But um, it's funny because I know a lot of people that do. Right, and it yeah. triggers people. I, yeah. It's, I know True. this is more for a triggering thing. Okay? Yeah, but yeah. I, I'm telling you right now, this for me specifically, I eat my pie from center, from the center in. Yeah, from yeah. The center, that's okay. From the center, yeah, from the center out. Yeah, that's All okay. Right, got a couple more here. 
Um, so this is we're talking about pork on this one, right? We okay. you briefly mentioned one one forty on your pork. I like yeah. one thirty five on my pork. Again, yeah, I, I I really like the mouthfeel, man. I I go for. I don't. I don't want to say rare. You're technically fine at one thirty five for pork. Yeah. Um, as as low as I can get it. Like yeah. <laughs> literally. Honestly, I'll eat, eat. I'll eat pork loin and pork. Uh, oh, what's up? What's up, Eric? Culinary Col- 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 Misfits. Yeah, yeah. He's cool people, man. Culinary Col- Misfits. Love Eric. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. Check it out. This is a tomahawk pork chop. Done in the sous vide. Two hours. Finished off in the cast iron skillet. Pretty standard, so pepper garlic yep. in the bath. And then he just literally pan sears it. Yeah. And it comes out. So again, 140 is his thing. I get it. I know a lot of people my mother, my mother, oh my God. Can I can I mention this to you? My mother wants this shit so oh my god, butterfly. She would have butterfly. Butterfly. She would have butterfly that joint. Butter on it. Literally she as thin as you can. I'm like, mom, what are, what have you been doing? Like, don't even ask me to cook. Like, what what am I cooking for you then? Just like, just cook it yourself. Why do I have to do this? 135 for me. I know 140 for you. But can we just explain why, though? Like, um, so that's, a, that's a lean. That's well, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, so commercial pork, especially, you can eat mid rare, no problem nowadays. It's not even mm. a problem, right? Like, I'll, I'll be honest. I like my bar. I know this is controversial, but I like my barbecue ribs, my barbecue pork ribs, especially baby back. Dog, I like them with a little pink, man. I like them with a little chew. Ooh, I like them. of course. I like them with, I like it. Hey, man. Like, bro, you know why? I went to, and this is off topic, but I went to, uh, I went to this Chinese barbecue place. I shouldn't say that, but I went to the, in Chinatown, I went to this mm. barbecue place and um, their spare ribs are chopped, not spare ribs, baby back ribs chopped and they're quickly stir fried, right? So they're cooked to like medium-ish, but still on the bone. Mm. And I swear to God, I loved it. I was like, dude, this is great. I'm so used to eating barbecue ribs like, fall off the mm. bone and guess what i don't necessarily agree with that anymore i yeah, like the yeah, chewiness yeah. the texture of the ri- i don't know it's really good delicious but anyway uh pork nowadays I think that's pork, what especially, it is. yeah uh, pork now especially nowadays you can eat pink no problem it won't it won't mm. kill you but here's the thing i'll be honest i'll be honest i cook my pork chops uh i'll cook my pork chops at one 135 140 is perfectly fine uh, i would mm. um i would probably go less time I would go. That, mm-hmm. that was a thick boy, though. That was a thick. That was a thick was, ass pork yeah. chop. So, um, Wait, you know, well, that's what pound and a half, maybe two pounds. It looks like. Yeah, I, I don't. A lot of people got to remember. Like he said, a tomahawk. So it had to be like, it was probably big. I, I would. Yeah. That's why I try to tell people like when you're cooking sous vide like that and you have a big cut of meat, if you just stab the bag with the thermometer, right? Mm. You can get the temp real quick and then just put a piece of tape over it and put it right back in the bath. It's totally fine. I, I do it all the time, mm. but um, I think the thermometer <laughs> to check the internal temp of whatever you're cooking is perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. But listen, you can cook like I'm not gonna lie. I've made I just had pork chops recently. I had a uh, I made katsu and um, mm. now I'll, I'll be honest, bro. I don't like my pork overcooked, man. I don't. I fried it medium and it was perfectly fine. I was trying to go for mid rare, just overcooked a little bit, but it was so mm. delicious and juicy. And it was nice, but like for my children, I'm cooking it all the way because you know they, you have yeah. to be, you, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's not kids. safe for them. But um, mm-hmm. and same thing with beef. With beef, you can't give children ground beef that's not cooked all the way through. But like, yo, my wife, man, forget about it, dog. Team dry, son. <laughs> Team dry. Team I know. Dry. Same with my wife. I can't do it. I'm just dog, like, can she, we just like medium? Will, 
She's like, nah, no, 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 no. not happening. The slightest, <laughs> the slightest bit of pink, that shit is going in the microwave back in the saute pan. She's going to add water and she's going to put a lid on it. I swear to God, I've seen <laughs> it. And, uh, oh my goodness. And listen, I swear to God, even when I made these pork, the pork chops, the butterfly pork chops, she cut it. She cut it, looked into it, cut it more, cut it, cut it, kept on cutting it and put it back into the saute pan. Was like, nope, there's juice. Nah. I'm like, okay, babe. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to fight you. I don't you, like man. it. It it's is fine. what it is. Yeah, it's it is to it is. each their own, right? However, you want to eat the the food, it is what it is. Yeah. That's I think that that's what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, we don't and all have to argue about it. However, you want to eat it. I think cool. I think you know what you know what's more important to me and Casey, and I'm sure you can agree with this. Is um, I'm more I'm more of a stickler when it comes to fish. Ah, right. right? Okay. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I, I just opened a can you're of worms, right? right? So like for yes, fish, yes, 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 yes. I'm going to stand firm and say, when you're cooking a piece of halibut, when you're cooking a piece of salmon, when you're cooking a piece of sea bass, doesn't matter. Skin on, skin off, doesn't fucking matter. Like if it is piping hot, it is overcooked. Yes. Absolutely. If it's piping hot, it's overcooked. I'm like, dude, I, like, listen, I will cook you a piece of, and I've had, it happens all the time where I have people complain about fish overcooked or undercooked. So in the restaurant, I would ask for a temp. Right. Oh, and wow. This, you would ask for them actually. Yes. I get and, it. Okay. And, and here's the thing. So we transitioned to the server would say, Hey, just so you know, the chef prepares the Alaskan halibut about medium to mid rare. Is that okay? Perfect. Yeah. And then they would say yes Perfect. or no, because then the decisions on the customer and I'll be honest, a lot of people like their fish moist and delicious, but if you cook a piece of halibut to one, one you might as well put it in a can. Dead. Like I like yeah, dog, my halibut, my Alaskan halibut, the thick pieces, dude, 120, 125 max. Oh yeah. Salmon, perfect. salmon, perfect, I prefer perfect. salmon. I prefer to eat raw and I suggest people to order it mid rare to medium. I don't suggest going over that. Um, you know, for the Emily Mariko video, I was so pissed because I wanted to follow her recipe. Like I wanted to see like, okay, what's all this hype about? And I yeah. ended up cooking the salmon to like medium, you know, pretty much cooked through. Right. Yeah. Um, and I regretted it because I would have much rather had that dish with raw salmon, poke style. It yeah, yeah, been yeah. So Chopped much better. up. I know. Dude, I don't even like cooked salmon anymore, man. I like salmon raw, sliced. I like fucking sushi, man. I love it. I love it. Like I, I don't like tuna cooked. I don't like. Mm -hmm. I don't like. I prefer fish raw, man. And like, that's just my preference. I know some people that will not. I think even that's touch most it. of us, though. Yeah, most of us I in think, industry. Yeah. And, and like, like I think that I think that uh, Emily Mariko dish. I wouldn't have put mayonnaise on it, but I liked. Uh, I liked the sriracha, and I liked. I would have preferred it raw, to be honest. Like poke, like a poke bowl. Straight up. Like a Pokeball. Yeah. yeah straight like a up. So for, for pork, technically 135, you're safe. It's yeah. DC required right now. Also, uh, in terms of chicken, technically you're done at 140, like straight up. Yeah. From, from their website, you're fine. However, and this is where the big however is or the butt, it's all your preference. If you want the yeah. dried feel on your tongue, on your mouth, it does texture, cook it however you want. It is what it is. We yeah. would prefer, when I say we, Brandon and myself, uh, 140. It still has the texture, still yeah. gonna be juicy, fully oh, yeah. rested. That's the For second sure. part of that. Fully rested, can't yep. be just cooked and then plated to you. The juices didn't even have a chance to, yeah. to, to reconstitute itself. And I've, and you know what, I've done that test before. So I've um, done the test of not resting steak and chicken or not resting mm -hmm. a protein, and I've done the test of taking it straight from the fridge and putting it into the saute pan. Honestly, you'll be mm -hmm. surprised. Um, you know how a lot of people say to temper the meat, temper the meat. So when I started at um, when I started at Hotel Bel Air, 
there would be piles of meat outside, like on the like okay. piles. And the problem that I have is if you don't sell it, then you have to put it back in the fridge. You know what I'm saying? Correct. And then like there's this weird skin lost. on it. It's this. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking weird. And then the next day it's pulled out again. And then it's like this process starts all over again. So we did a test. We took a porterhouse and we cooked it from lukewarm. And we cooked it from ice cold. And I will argue that the cold one tasted better. And yeah. let me explain why. And like, here's the thing. Like, uh, I don't think it makes that big of a difference by leaving it room temp. That's just my personal opinion. Um, yeah, but yeah. here's the thing. I will tell you one thing. It was, uh, it de- we developed a lot more caramelization on the outside because mm-hmm. the internal temperature wasn't so high. So yeah, yeah. I would say if you need to cook something faster, then room temp it, right? Room temp. If, yes. But honestly, I think that's, I think it's all hypothetical. Here's, here's a good example. I cooked a, uh, a tri-tip the other day and I left it out room temp just because I, I knew I was going to cook it that night. But I didn't leave it out room temp for the purpose of leaving it out room temp, right? I just like yeah, left yeah. it out room temp. And uh, I think that's, uh, I think that's call. I think there's some, some grounds for debunking there, right? Mm. So. I don't know. I, we don't let it rest our, in our. No, nah, you go straight from the fridge, right? It's whatever. Now here's the go here's the other thing. Fridge. Now here's the other thing. Like for like same thing with like chick like whole chickens, whole birds. Like yeah, mm. letting it come to room temp is cool, but like I think letting a piece of fish temper at room temp is more ideal than cooking it from ice cold yes. because it's a super lean mm-hmm. protein. Um, you know, you just want, dude. You want like jacuzzi temperature when you go to check it with the with the fish. Uh, yeah. You know, I use a cake tester. When you go to check it, you want it to be like a little bit above hand washing temperature, and then you're good. I got one more video here, Brandon, and then we're pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I follow this guy. He's pretty cool. His name is Drew Albert. I'm pretty sure you've seen his videos all over the internet. But to close, this is one of my favorites um, in terms of restaurant. But this guy just literally owns this side of TikTok. But I'm going to play it out right here. Hey, Pickles, can I ask you a stupid question? There are no stupid questions. What you got? Is there gluten in the bread pudding? Oh, that is stupid. Oh. So is there? Get the f*** out of my kitchen. Okay. 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 <laughs> yeah. So There's no stupid questions. But I know, ask I, know anyway. this, I know this is satire, but, um, you know, I, I started my career being really aggressive um, mm. and, uh, confrontational and, uh, egotistical, right. Especially mm. when I became a sous chef and a leader. And, um, now I think I'm more along the lines of like trying to make the servers feel like I am their security blanket. You know what I'm saying? Mm. As a chef. And I know this sounds kind of stupid, but I feel like as a leader, I want people to want to work for me opposed yeah. to the other way around. And so, I'm not going to lie. There are some food runners, some servers, some freaking bus boys. Like they just don't give a fuck, dude. They don't care. <laughs> like, let's be honest. They don't care. They're more interested in what's happening after work. Right. Like, yeah, of this course. is just the way it is, man. And like, you know, in that type of job being a server or a food runner or bus boy, although it is a career now because of the tip pools, you know, when I was cooking, it was just a transitional job. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so we used to, I used to get some dumbass questions like that too, man. Like the biggest one for me was, uh, allergic to di- like eggs and dairy being in the same category. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I hate that yeah. shit too. I'm like, dude, I'm dairy like, no, is not eggs. Not- dairy is <laughs> not, da- eggs do not come from a fucking cow. Like, yeah, it's fun- like, 
But then uh, you also have those people that are like the fake vegan, fake gluten-free. That shit pisses me off. I'm sorry. Like, listen, when you go to a restaurant, and I'm sure you can agree with this, Casey, when you have a dietary restriction, then you get put on the forefront of like, okay, but don't complain about the fucking dish. Don't complain about it. Oh if you order God. the dish, if you order the dish, do uh, dairy gluten free, no sauce. Do not complain about the goddamn dish. You just mm. had a, you made your own dish, okay? It is not chef curated anymore. <laughs> and trust me, I've had that happen before. Um, you know, yes. uh, you know where people hop on Yelp and like, uh, you know, they they just rattle off like, oh, this salad was not good. This was not. I wasn't impressed. Mm. Blah blah blah. But then I saw a manager, I saw, and this shit went viral, I saw a manager hop on there and they were like, well, this is your ticket right here. Like, you created your own menu. You took one set, added it to this, like, this is completely you and we (laughs) customized it to meet your needs. This lady was dairy-free, gluten-free vegan, okay? No sauce. Good job. No sauce, no spice, okay? You know what she got? She got got a mixed green salad with freaking shaved vegetables very straightforward. I would have served her the same thing, what mm. she ordered. And she took the vegetables from one dish, put the vegetables with the other dish, combined one. them on the plate. Of course, you're not impressed. Of course. <laughs> so all I can <laughs> say is, and you see it nowadays, you see like restaurants in San Francisco where they're just like, we're not meeting any dietary restrictions. We're yeah. not. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I share, uh, can I share a story with you? Um, this past weekend, Saturday. Saturday, um, this lady ordered. Now, granted, it says on a menu right before you come in. Make sure you let us know beforehand, okay? We're not gonna. Yeah. We can't just make it for you on the fly because it's a tasting menu to begin with. Everything will come as is. Granted, le- least to say, they didn't let us know first. She is uh, tree nut allergy and, and dairy. Bro, Brandon, half of my menu or half of what Chef approved is seventy percent dairy and tree nuts in it. So yeah. what am I supposed to serve this lady? Literally yeah. just like, just seasoned like potatoes and beets and yeah. and, and vegetables and on top. And then she was complaining. She was like, "What is this?" Yeah. And I'm like, um, "Ma'am, I, I, not to be rude to you." So the first course came back. Uh, the the server brought it back to us. She's like, "She's really upset. Uh, can you talk to her?" And I looked at my partner. I was like, "Yo, I'll, I'll be just right back. Uh, I'll, let me handle this." I go to the front. I speak to her. I was like, "Ma'am, let me just before you speak." I would like to just reiterate, okay? I understand uh, we would try to accommodate you for today. However, if you didn't like the first course, the, the, the next three courses that you're going to have all will have dairy and nuts in it. And I'm, I'm going to have to admit that I can't prepare something new for you. So I'm going to yeah. do you a favor right now. Either you leave right now. It's only 730. You can still go to another one of the restaurants or just pay for your meal. And then we call it a day. That's it. Just the, just the one course. Cool. No ifs, ands, and buts. We have yeah. a good day. She said, no, no, it's okay. We'll sit through it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then, uh, I don't know. I didn't hear from there after that. After yeah. that so unfortunately, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, man, it's the way of the world, man. And it's like, yeah. what people need to understand is, is like, if you, like, if you have dietary restrictions, it's fine. So like when I worked in the hotel, we would have like things ready to go for dairy-free, gluten-free, vegan. Mm-hmm. And this is a part of it. And I totally get it. Like my wife is gluten-free right now. Um, you know, she mm-hmm. can still eat gluten. She just chooses to stay away from it. Not but to, like, yeah. Yeah, but guess what? When she goes to the restaurant, she looks for things that are gluten-free and then orders those items, right? And that's really not the big one. But I think what's really important is taking consideration like when you like what people don't understand is when the chef is on the line and the cooks are already on the station and it's already set up, 
man, we ain't got time mm. to fucking yeah. do anything I else. Time to make you another for- fucking <laughs> execute. That's yeah. all. That's all we gotta work on today is execute, and then you're gonna take my time to customize a dish for you that you didn't let me know yeah. beforehand. Um, uh, it was it was just a rough day. But anyway, I guess they left happy. I have no idea. None of the dishes came to her had sauces in it because everything had almonds. Our vinaigrettes are are um, all spiked with almonds. Um, any oh. of the the che- any Dude. of the like combined combo dishes have dairy in it. Either Parmesan or cheddar or whatever. Like, I, I couldn't. So everything was like 20% of what the, the dish is. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this is this is so unfortunate. It felt so bad serving this plate, but yeah. that's what she, that's what she ordered. That's thinks, what she everybody thinks they have their personal chef back there. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, dude. Nah, that's not how it works, man. Yeah. I remember uh, being at, when I was at Hotel Bel Air, we had this one guest who, uh, you know, he, he would just make up his own menu. Um, oh, wow. It was crazy. That's yeah. fun. And so mm. in the middle of the freaking dinner service, like, chef, can you make this curry dish, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, dude, this is like, I don't have a body to <sighs> no. do this. Like, who do you think is going to make this? Like, I yeah. need to, you know, run this restaurant. But anyway, um, it was a very easy fix for me. I just got him on the phone and I said, hi, hey, this is Chef Brandon. I'm like, listen, I would love to make this for you, but 7.30 on Saturday night is not ideal. <laughs> not Can you do. please pre-order i was like can you just pre-order or is this what you're gonna have for your stay we would be more than happy to accommodate but this is how we need to do it and see sometimes people just need to be told what to do you know what i mean and then also you have to be realistic like you you know i literally said okay i can't make the curry sauce but i can give you this potato this you know was i can make you this stir fry i can do and i i immediately said what i can make this the time it's going to take you know what i'm saying and then you let the guest make the decision on what they want and that's how it works but that yeah, is how us. it works. But yeah, nine too crazy. That's all we got, Brandon, for our for our Thanksgiving episode. Uh, obviously, um, tune in for any of the um, the following uh, content. But you can follow Brandon and myself on TikTok as Chef yeah. Authorized, as Chef Salty, and any of the good stuff. Go. Make sure you tag us. Make sure you let us know any recipes, any questions, literally any questions. Um, but also, if you really want to some drama, though, you can attack me, and we'll go back and forth. <laughs> Let's right. go. I'm in for it. Okay. I'm here. I got time. But in that, Wonderful. we out. <laughs>